Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. Welcome, everybody. This is Man Up. Man Up podcast number 85. Glad you're here. And where is here? Here is the wet Sugarland, Texas. So if you grab a globe, spin it around, hopefully you'll get Texas or very close. If you're in blue, that's water. That is what we're in as well. Largest uh, state in the continental United States is Texas. And southeast side of that is Houston. On the southwest side of that, is Sugarland, and that's where we are. <clears throat> this is Man Up, spiritual oasis for men. We're not, we're not pastors. We're just regular guys. Going through this life, we feel that faith is a muscle that needs to be exercised, and we do it every week here at Man Up. What we do here is we have a Man Up Adult Bible Fellowship where we get together on Sundays, go over a lesson, and then on Wednesday night, we reconvene here, have a panel discussion, and what we do is we get the different opinions from different guys. So this is stuff you don't get to think about. You certainly don't get to talk about in depth in any other climate or group other than Man Up. So I want to make sure that you know that we're on iTunes. We're also on SoundCloud where we archive all of our Man Up podcasts. We're also on Facebook, so you can go ahead and uh, post a question or whatever you want on there, and we'll be more than happy to uh, to address it here at the Man Up Podcast. <clears throat> My name is Bill Cox, and this we we are starting a new year. So a couple of things that we want to do that are just a little bit different, maybe talk about the uh, year that we've had, but also what we have coming up. Wow. And what we can look forward to. Because this is kind of a, a weird deal, especially for men being leaders. When you turn the year over, kind of you have to get reflective. And then you also have to kind of deal with the day. But then you also have to set out some goals and some things that you may want to achieve in life in this next year. And it, it's really kind of a... Uh, a way of measuring a, a person's progress and you know and you do it with a gym but as spiritual guys I, we were getting together ahead of time and talking about it and we think it's pretty important to do that spiritually as men so <clears throat> my name is Bill Cox and I'm the host and the director of Man Up and I just want to in- introduce the panel that we have here today um, he is a world class trainer um, great guy we call him the professor. Robert Koshu is here. We also have uh, our class deacon, insurance guy, nice guy. Kyle Trahan is here as well. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I just want to open up with some uh, opening statements, maybe uh, uh, so you can recognize who's talking and maybe get their point of view as well. So start out with, uh, with the professor. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Bill. Uh, Happy New Year to Man. all of our listeners. Um, it, it, Bill, Bill kind of mentioned it, it's a good time of year, and 
we decided tonight we're going to do something a little different with our podcast because normally, as Bill said, we talk about our Sunday school lesson. Well, our church, like a lot of churches on the Sunday after Christmas, we actually took a Sunday off from Sunday right. school. Right. So we really don't have a lesson we're going to talk about. So we thought it'd be a good idea, good time to sit down and kind of talk with you guys and let you know kind of what we're doing as we reflect on the new year and things that we think are important that you can take a measure of. So since I'm a trainer, but before I was a trainer, I was in the finance insurance industry. We kind of joke about finance and in insurance. Right, right, so right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a little practical thing out to everybody. If you have not done it, and I'm going to throw a practical and a, for God's sake, don't do this moment. So first of all, I do not work for any brokerage. This is not an endorsement of any strategy or anything right, else. Right, right. Got to throw that out there. Yeah, and there we go. <laughs> but go take a look at your retirement plan where you are, and I'm going to tell you one thing to not do. Do not panic and sell everything right now because we're oh in gosh, a down don't, market. Don't, don't do so, it. But go take a look and make it a core, and I'm going to challenge you this year. Do, if, you, if, you, if it bugs you, for God's sake, don't look at it every day. But go look at it once a quarter and just kind of take a look and see where you stand and where you are. That's kind of my practical tip. For the day, I'll, I'll throw that out as kind of, and, and it is spiritual to, you know, take care of your assets and and protect because you know we talk about part of your primary duty as a man is protection of your family mm -hmm. and ensuring that your assets are protected and taken care of and watching is is part of that. And so, you know, take take a pause and just take a moment and go take a look at that as you're looking at things. You know, I mean, looking at the board, it says in the man up studio here. And it says, no church answers tour. And you know what? I think that is one of the least churchy answer <laughs> that I would have expected you know, from, a, from a podcast. But it's, but, you it's know. so practical. Um, you know, I, I think I've mentioned, I mean, over yeah. one of the other many podcasts that you know, I'm learning to, to deal in the stock market for my dad right now, who has done excellent for a long period of time now since he's retired. And... We went all in, yeah, and then we had this crazy last quarter, um, <laughs> which we haven't seen since the likes of 2008. Right. Um, you know, and I adapted a, a concept. I look at the stock, you know, the little thingy that just comes on your iPhone automatically, mm -hmm. you know, that says stocks. Well, I input my stocks, and I'll look at the dollar worth, but I refused, even right now. I, I wanted to put and make my notes because I, I have a book that I keep, just kind of a little cheap log to yeah. look back through right. the years, and I refuse to log into my account to see what the actual worth is. I know I'm down. We're all down. Everybody's down. Again, don't sell because yeah. we're down. Yeah. You'll lose. You don't lose any money until you sell. Yeah. That's the rule. <laughs> but I refuse to look at it. I'll look at the dollar amount and I kind of look and see, oh man, we're still down. But if I looked at my account to see how much you're down, literally, man, I think that's where a lot of people may get, may yeah. make the misstep. You're watching your money too close. Yeah. Step back and look at the big picture, which still may not look good. Mm-hmm. But look at the big picture, not just uh, your own. I'll, I'll, I'll throw the spiritual part into that part. Yes. You know, God, God tells us, the Bible clearly tells us, store not for ourselves riches on earth, but look at riches in heaven. Right. If you're looking at it day in, day out, staring at it like that, 
you're staring at riches in heaven. My wife came in and looked over my shoulder, and she saw how far the stuff was down, and she's like, oh my God! You know, and I was like, calm down. Right. She goes, why? I said, because I said, look here, the S&P 500 in the same time frame is down 10%. We're down 7 we're ahead by three, <laughs> you know, but that's really, you, you have to think about it. So I'm going to throw that, you know, and I'll kind of loop it back into the spiritual there is because there is a, you know, there is a spiritual connotation to this. If you're looking at it every day and you're panicking over it, in my mind, you're sinning because you're putting the riches first. You know, my stuff is there so that in knocking on the cheap for my table, that I can retire in 10 years or so. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not there for me to have a bunch of wild money to do stuff with. You know, I've been looking at, I, I guess I've been, I, I have a project called The Path, uh, which I've shot. I just have to finish up with a, a soundtrack because being an ex-DJ, music is important to me. Hey, hey I'm just going to throw this out, Bill, just because it, it came up on another podcast and a LinkedIn conversation that I'm having in instructional design, joking with how many instructional designers listen to music while we're doing our stuff, and that song or that tune ends up in our, our Eli. Oh, I, I, <laughs> so. no, I, I don't doubt that at all. And But but that's one of the things uh, on all my projects. Um, the, my music's been, been awesome. But, <clears throat> but I had that... Um, I don't want to say vision or whatever. I just woke up in the middle of the night and I drew the the uh, the circles with the line through it and learn live legacy has just kind of struck me and that's what I fashioned the story the path around and and the thing about it is now that in going through having my hip replaced as I get reflective back on what it was like. To be aged, when you have to use cane and walker and at times a wheelchair, you are experiencing being aged. And how are you going to be an older person? Are you going to be one that is dependent? Or are you going to be a sourpuss? Or how are you going to do it? And I went through that these last, definitely this last year. Uh, And it's really made me evaluate how I want to live my life. Regardless of your physical. Exactly. Exactly. How to Marcus be spiritual. Well. Yeah. In yeah. Sunday. You know, Marcus has that mentality, that same thing. I refuse to accept the limitations of my body and I'm going to try and work through them and be happy with where I'm at. Regardless. Always continue to push forward. Yes. Is, is what I see and that's what I hear from that out of you. And it's really, and especially with the year changing over, it's really made me think very hard about that because infirmities are certain to come. (laughs) How, it's easy to handle success. What defines you is how you handle these adversities. Yeah. And th- and that's been a hu- that's been a huge deal for me and and it's been uh in this path project it's been great to work on it's been hard it's been hasn't been as long as it could be because if I had more money, it'd be longer. <laughs> but episode that's just one. kind of, that's just kind yeah, of the I'm, way I'm it going is. With episode one. Yeah. And then you do a sequel. And then that and 
just make sure the make sure the first one's good. But and but then I feel it. I absolutely feel how my life. I'm going into legacy mode uh, because I have I have my kids. I have other people around me, and it's uh, it, it's about what to leave. And you know, so this was a big this was a big year. This was a big year for me. So. Um, the second thing I'll throw out there, and, and now I'll, I'll take it down to the spiritual nature, is I want to challenge the guys as you evaluate, you know, first of all, look and see where you are financially. And then more importantly, go and take a look at where you are spiritually. Where have you grown in your spiritual walk over the past year? Have you stagnated? backslidden a little bit that can happen and it, it's not it, the the faith faith is so much of a journey you know Paul talks about continuously working on your faith you know and we've had a lot of conversations and and we we've had a lot and Kyle and I have been talking and Steve and I about trying to do something on for men about spiritual disciplines because one of one of the core beliefs we have that you always talk about Bill is is that faith is a muscle that you have to exercise. No question about it. And you exercise that muscle with discipline work. And, and yes, I said the W word <laughs> in regards to, because <clears throat> faith is work. It takes work to have, to have true faith, to have faith that grows, to have faith that expounds. It takes true work to have that faith. You know, it takes true. It takes hard work. It goes for every aspect of our lives. Yeah. yeah. You know, we don't like to admit it, but everything takes work. Yeah, no matter what you're doing, you know, it takes work. Work at your faith. Work at your knowledge of of the Bible. Work at your relationships. Work at work at work. You know, uh, everything that we've enjoyed that you know everything has taken some kind of work. I mean, this table took some money work. To design, mm-hmm. it didn't just magically appear. Someone had to think it out, come out with the solution to how do they make these little legs move and all of that other stuff. That took work, just like everything. But the thing about work, though, gets you invested in it. Yes. And because you've invested yourself in it, you're more apt to defend it. Yep. And and. <clears throat> A person, a person who is persistent, makes up for basically everything else. If you're persistent, you can be stupid. You can no, serious. No, you, I, I, you, no. you can. I, I'm you, agreeing. You can make up. You can make up for so well, much it, more. It, part, part of my joking word with a lot of people, because because they'll they'll come up and they're like, oh my god, you're just so. You train so well, and you know so much about training, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, my secret is I'm smart enough to know how stupid I am. Right. And I'm smart enough to know when I don't know something. I got challenged last week by one of our new execs about our customer service stuff. And I decided, okay, we're going to redo our customer service. And he recommended a book, and I had two others. So over the past week, I've read three books on customer service. 
Mm-hmm. Please pray to God I don't come in your restaurant at this moment. Right, right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grade you horribly. Well, there's the guy that wanted the craisins. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, you know, persistence comes in a lot of different avenues. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, um, being persistent with one person in one way may not rub them the right way. You know, part of, of being smart in business and everything else is being able to learn how to read people and learning how to adapt to the different people in your lives to some degree. You know, and persistence, you know, like I've been told several times just recently how appreciated they were of my persistence in the way that I handled that persistence. Right. You know, in it's my line having of, discernment. Well, right. You know, being able to, exactly, that's a wonderful. Uh, thank you. Um, you know, but getting that, and it, but it takes, again, work to learn how to do that, you know. But I think one thing about it is, as men, we have to recognize that each of us are different. Uh, Robert, you being a trainer, I, I look at life, it, three seems to really work for me. You have the past, you have the present, you have the future. Robert is, because he's a trainer, he's a man who lives in the present but pays, uh, but pays attention to the past because that is what defines what he does. Because how everybody in the past worked, that's how he changes what he makes and, and trains. Mm-hmm. Whereas Kyle, he's the man in the present. He's helping people presently, okay? Mm-hmm. Whereas me... I'm kind of a creative guy, so I kind of live in the future. I mean, I live I mean, I live in the present, but my mind's kind of in the future, kind of like how this path thing came to me. And my persistence is different than your guys. My persistence is the fact that I've thought about this drawing. <coughs> I've thought about the meaning behind it. It ended up becoming a script. It ended up now being a short and I don't know where it's going to go, but that persistence—that's—that's that's different. Mm-hmm. But you know, and, and I think that's that's the beautiful thing about God, gifting us all differently. So, well, it's it's doing that, and then it it it's Paul. When you, when you look at your faith, it's Paul from Philippians three, starting in verse twelve and going down through fourteen. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And that's that persistence part, where we're called to persistence in our faith you know, it's persistence across the board, like we've talked about. I really think it's it's persistence in your job. It's persistence with people. And it's having persistence with your vision, like you're talking about, Bill. But I think the first, if we, what we've got to have first is that persistence and growth in our faith to kind of really start as we move forward. And that's one thing I want to challenge, you know, all the, all the listeners out there. And I, I would say all the men, but... I've heard rumors well, there are women right, right. There's now. A couple here. <laughs> so, um, you know, I want to encourage everybody to really take a moment this year 
and decide how you're going to grow your faith. I'm going to throw out a simple little challenge, and I'm going, to, I'm going to throw it out. I've done it a few times in my life, and I go in and out of it, you know, typically, but I've always found it. So in the book of Proverbs, there are 31 chapters in Proverbs. Coincidentally, for a lot of months, there are 31 days in the month. So you read, so today is January the 2nd, so today you should go read Proverbs 2. Tomorrow you read Proverbs 3. Mm-hmm. Do it, and I would tell you, go do it for a couple of months. Don't do it one month and go, wow, I did it. It was kind of cool. I read all through Proverbs. Do it several months in a row because what you're going to find is you're going to read it. As we've talked about, you read Scripture at different times. When you read them like that, you're going to find different things jump out at you in Proverbs. And by the way, for those of y'all who are not faith believers that listen to us, I know we have a few of those even yep. that listen to us. If you want to hear the most practical wisdom advice you've ever read in your entire life, go read the book of Proverbs. <laughs> it is some of the most amazing things you will ever read when you sit and think about it for a little bit. And so that's one reason I recommend it, A, because it will help grow your faith, and B, because it is going to give you practical things that you can do with your life. Right. That you can look and find and implement as you're moving on. Well, if you're not a reader, which I'm not a big reader myself, I don't generally just grab a book and read it unless I'm needing to study for this, that, and the other to pass a certification or a class or this and that and the other. You know, so reading the Bible for me has always been a challenge just because that's just not who I typically am. Um, There's a couple of wonderful apps out there, uh, the Daily Audio Bible and the Daily Audio Proverbs. Um, Guy, I don't remember his last name, Brian is his first name, wonderful speaking voice much like Bill's here you know just has that presence on on the mic and uh, you know he'll read the one proverb each day and then uh, he breaks down the Bible and he reads different sections of each one so it's a great app for that if you're not a big reader you know not to say you shouldn't listen to us on your drive to and from work (laughs) but that's another way to get it in and you can listen to the Bible in a year. All right, we're going to go ahead and we're going to take a, our hard break. This is Man Up, Man Up Podcast, podcast number 85. You are listening to the Man Up Podcast, spiritual oasis for men. Just like any muscle, we feel the faith muscle must be exercised. And here we do it real authentic, the Man Up way. Not pastors, just regular guys, each on a unique spiritual journey. Thanks for joining us. Deep questions and discussions you won't hear anywhere else, especially in today's climate. Missed an episode? They are archived. Free for you to select on SoundCloud. We come to you from the Man Up Studios at Sugarland Baptist Church, Sugarland, Houston, Texas, in the United States. Have a question or comment or want to book a speaker or group and have Man Up come to you? Contact us on our Facebook page, Gigmasters or WMA Cox at Comcast.net. And now, back to fellows of Man Up. And welcome back. This is Man Up. Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're not pastors. We're just regular guys, and this is the No Church Answer Tour. And Happy 2019. And what we figured is that we do a little bit different because, well, heck, we're men, and that's the way we roll. And rather than doing a typical lesson, which we do and talk about, let you go ahead and uh, pick sides or pick out who's a favorite uh, <clears throat> 
discussion that, that you're on or, or matches your beliefs. We're just throwing out basic challenges uh, for 2019 to help make you and your life and your spiritual life just better. And a couple of things before I turn it over to the fellas. What I hope for you for 2019, faith is to make your life better. That's what I feel. And I, I, I feel that what we get from faith is optimism. Very simple. And collectively, if we all have optimism, the way we deal with each other is with empathy and sympathy and care for each other. And it just makes the world a better place. So my challenge for 2019, for anybody out there, work on your faith. Have a little, have a little better attitude. A little bit of optimism goes a long way, and you'll be amazed at the difference that it makes in your circle of influence. And then we're there. It just carries on. And with a little bit of luck, it'll spread like a virus in 2019. Well, I, I think that circle of influence is important. And as you think about it, I, I think you start, you know, we're, we're kind of moving out here. So we kind of start out with a super practical thing here. Right. You know, with right. go look at your finances, see where you stand. Um, a little spiritual there, though. And then we talk a little bit about your faith, and you talked about. And then I'm going to I'm gonna throw a challenge out. I'm going I'm to read some scripture, and then I'm going to let Kyle jump in on this one big time. Is, is look at your relationship with your wife. And, and notice I didn't say family. Remember we talked about in Six Battles Every Man Must Win last year that it's two separate battles for the family. Right. There's the battle with, for your wife, and then there's the battle for your family that, by the way, does include your wife, yep. but it's a total <clears throat> separate battle. Oh, yeah. Bill and I have children, and we can very much speak to that because, you know, my, my wife, our, our two boys were boys yesterday and had their little standard brotherly love moments, mm-hmm. and my wife had sent me to the garage and, all I know is I heard the door, I opened the door to get my keys, and I heard, both of you get here right now. And I said, I'm going to shut the door and go right back outside. <laughs> you know, and, and they're old. They're 23 and 27. Right. <laughs> but it is. So this is from Ephesians uh, 5, 25 through 29. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might... Present her to himself a glorious church, not having a spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. You know, take care of your wife this year. You know, this is, and and I'm going to say this, this year, in August 19th of this year, my wife and I will celebrate 30 years of marriage. The most amazing part about that is she has not killed me. I understand that completely. But it, it's, you know, it's like we were talking about earlier. This is all, it's work. Mm-hmm. Go work at that relationship this year. Yeah, mine is 24 
I'm on a year-to-year basis, so <laughs> I get my dog. I get my I get my dog license renewed if I'm a good dog. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. you have been for 24 right, years. Right. Well, 23 have been yeah, awesome. Well, yeah, you'll see how yeah, the right, rest of this right. one goes. You know, my my wife and I have been together for 20 years, been married for 10, so it's you know we're we're clipping along. Hey, those don't right? count. Those 10 don't count. Hey, I was, I, I, count I dated for seven. <laughs> I dated for seven, so I'm almost 30 with Coach. I feel really bad. We only dated for like a year before we got engaged. So y'all are about. <laughs> Dude, so y'all are about, about, 30, hurry. about 31 each. Dude, what's your hurry? So you know. Matter of uh, fact, we they, we were thinking to we sitting there New Year's Eve that wow <clears> we've been engaged we've. Been official, official, as in got engaged for 30 years now. <laughs> but uh, no, it, it is work. I mean, every guy that's ever been married, every woman that's ever been married to a guy knows the same thing. We are difficult creatures. Well, it, it, it's it's my 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 statement, and ladies, listen, guys, listen. You have to listen to the entire statement that when it comes to marriage and relationships, men decide how much crazy because women in our minds are crazy that they want to live with but women have to decide how much stupid they want to live with (laughs) okay and let me throw something else out here that nobody else talks about and this is the value of relationships okay and let me put it into terms that men will understand Listen, fellas, when you're out there and you've never been married before and you find that woman that you can't live without and you pick her, that is your number one draft pick. Understand this. Yes. You will never have a more valuable draft pick in your life. You may end up being rich divorced and then get yourself a trophy wife and you know what even that trophy wife is still at least a second round pick it might even be a comp a compensatory pick from somebody else or player you know, to be named or a, later right a player <laughs> to be named later and i am serious as a heart attack about that stuff understand this when you're a man and you make sweeping statements about stuff, you start believing what you say. Think about what you say and these major decisions. I can tell you this, I have a friend right now. I'm an older guy, I'll, I'll just admit to that, okay? My friend is from high school and told me that, oh, I'm not going to have any kids. I'm the kid. And he got married. And you know what? Now he's too old to have children. Whereas he would have been a wonderful father. And I can see it in his eyes when he sees me with my children, how much he misses it. And it's sad. So think about it, especially when you are a man, about these decisions that you make. And, and there aren't that many huge decisions. And I, and I think it's been, I mean, can we all agree that we're smart enough to know when something important comes up that you need to make a decision? I, I, I believe that. <clears throat> I mean, I'm not saying chicken or beef. 
Yeah. I'm saying major life decisions. And the challenge for me for 2019 is this. Know the difference. Know when you have a big decision and give it the give it the gravity that it deserves. So sit down and, and think about it. Absolutely. Well, and really and really, you know, find the implications. Ways, yeah, find find ways to work on that relationship. Because that is, like you said, that was your MVP. Absolutely and, your and, MVP. And, and you don't want to be trading out your MVP for your player to be named later if you don't well, have it. And that and is I mean a the fact. thing is, you know, they have the playbook. You know, in relationships you have to work during, before, and after events happen. You know, so you have to develop your playbook as far as knowing, well, all right, find your hot spots, because we all have them, we all have buttons. Mm -hmm. You can push hers just as easily as she can push yours. Well, and, and I'm gonna say and, there's there's good buttons and bad buttons. Well, sure, push. sure, but you know, we're talking about the bad ones here. Okay. And, and design your plays around how to deal with it. you know the things that are going to, are going to come up in your life <clears throat> there's no getting around them there's going to be some bad times they're not all supposed to be pleasant otherwise it would be too easy in life and what's the point yeah, we, we've joked you know y'all you know, heard me talk about 30 marriage three 30 years this year so in 30 years of marriage we have <clears throat> had three of our in-laws pass away two children born uh, raising two kids, <clears throat> getting one of them all the way through college and partially through law school. The other one, once again, knocking on the cheek for Micah, graduating in May this year. Um, my life is my wife has been laid off or fired one, two, three, four, six or seven times. I'm a little less. I've only been laid off or fired three or four times. But between the two of us in 30 years, we've been quote unquote looking for work at least 10 10 separate occasions we well, so and I, 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 just to go to Kyle's looking at you know the long term <laughs> I, I think the thing about it is um, life is changed and that's one of the reasons why we have this podcast just to throw out different ideas on how to make it through this life. Mm -hmm. And I thought mu much about life this way. Because I was raised on a farm. And how you did basically depended on how hard you worked. If, if you only wanted an acre worth of beans, go ahead and plant an acre. But if you want to put in ten times the effort, you'll get ten times the yield. It's just kind of a, a math problem. Mm -hmm. So many things in this life are really out of our control or certainly seems like it's our opportunity is our success is based on what opportunities available at the moment mm -hmm. that were available you know it's kind of like an intersection and in a way it seems like we're surfers you know life is this big kind of unpredictable wave and we just ride it as long as we can, and then we go on to the next one or the next one, just trying to keep ourselves above water. And that, in, in a way, is uh, American way is different than what it had be 
been traditionally where you put your roots down and you grew, you grew your business or you grew family or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Whereas this, now it seems like we're more of surfers. And I myself, I came from the north and an economic migration down to the south because there was nothing up there for me. And that that escape was also my leadership, which led me to my family. Even I mean, yeah. you detailed my my family life hasn't been as exciting as Professor Koshu's, but uh, <laughs> but no, and and I think as you look forward to the challenge for 2019, it's how are you going to lead? And believe it or not, men. And you women out there that are butting in and sneaking in and listening, it's based on what opportunities are going to be available to us and what wave we're going to be able to ride this year. Well, my challenge for everyone listening is to renew your relationship. Um, that's mainly talking about your relationship with your spouse or your significant other. Um, but first, you have to go to that biblical point and actually renew your devotion to spend time with your spouse and God, which is something I know I need to work on. You know, um, so it's a challenge to myself as well as to the rest. Um, you know, come up with different ways to to renew, to relate. You know, talk. Thirty-something uh, years, raising children. We know. Um, that life can be busy and that sometimes, you know, work plus kids plus this plus that plus all the extracurriculars, you may not recognize or know much of the person sitting on the other side of the table. Now, for me, I know that I'm going to work like heck to make sure that my marriage stays in place. I just renewed or, you know, re resided when I got married. This is my only marriage. You know, and that's, that's what I want. And so we're going to fight to make sure that happens. Um, <clears throat> the other part of that challenge is remember how you used to sweep her off her feet. Because that's what she needs. You know, we just need a smack on the back and, you know, rub on the head and say, good job, boy. We're just like a dog most of the time. <laughs> it doesn't take much to satisfy us when true. we've done a decent job or a good job. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It doesn't take much. But for her... Just hearing the words doesn't mean as much as it does to us. She needs a little more of a gesture. So my challenge, think back to what made her love you the first place. If there was some gesture you did, like uh, I've been wanting to go back and recreate the uh, engagement thing. We just went out to a park. I prearranged somebody to deliver the food and we drove up and there's the blanket all sitting there and you know it's just a romantic picnic mm -hmm. and when I asked her to marry me and it's little things like that she'll love it doesn't cost me but probably 25 bucks and the coordination with one other person to make sure it happens but, but like you said I think it's important to keep doing that because you don't we went through my wife and I we joked and talked about Bill you and I are kind of in the same boat we both have older kids now and when the younger son moved out to go to college his first year, we had to sit down and try to figure our lives back out because we had been so invested in the kids. And 
for nine years, we were at every high school football game because our kids did band. Yep. Oh, yeah, and you're right. And you, you, when you have them, you expect to have them forever. Yeah, and then they were gone, and we were no. kind of like, what the heck? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Friday night, hmm, yeah. what's on TV? Yeah. Which tends to be, unfortunately, a we, lot of the we, turn. We actually jumped into grocery shopping on Friday nights. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, and Robert, go ahead, and uh, your challenge for 2019? Yeah, just work on your faith. Just stay with your faith this year. Just really, really, we, we've thrown a lot of things out, but if you're looking at it from a construction standpoint, your faith, not your wife's faith, not your kid's faith, not your relationship with your family, not what we started with for sure, you know, something really practical on your money and looking at that and not paying attention to that. None of that matters if you don't have your faith put together. So I really, really want to follow up with the challenge that I kind of threw out from Hebrews 12 too. You know, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was not set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So run the race for Christ this year. Really work on, really take time and work on your faith. Be it, you know, I really like that, you know, Kyle and I had never thought about, because everybody drives, most everybody drives, or rides a bus or does some transportation. If you can't read, if you're not a reader, you know, I, I never thought about there's probably apps that read the Bible to you now. <laughs> the Bible app. Yeah, yeah. Well, in, in itself, I use it all the time. I don't bring a Bible into church anymore. Yeah, I bring I, my phone. I'm a Bible gateway guy. Is <clears throat> kind of and right. We'll but read the the Bible different, app. All you got to do is pull up whatever verse, yeah. up whatever chapter, and then just hit play, and the guy will start talking to you kind of in a British accent. Oh gosh, <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> and with that, my name is Bill Cox. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're not pastors, we're just regular guys. This is a No Church Answer Tour. We'd like to invite you, if you're ever in the Sugarland area, on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, we have the Man Up Adult Bible Fellowship, men only Sunday school. Invite you to stop in. And also, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Facebook, we post our Man Up podcast. Invite you to get involved in a local Bible-based church. Local, why? So you'll go. It'll be convenient. You'll work on that faith. And join in a adult Bible fellowship or Sunday school class and try to find one where there's men only and where you can just man up. If there isn't one, start one. This is Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.